Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, Sam Cooper is one of my absolute favorite uh, journalists. I mean this because he's, he's just one of the very best investigative journalists. Sam talked to us a couple of weeks ago on his story where he discovered that China had hoarded, amassed some 2.5 billion pieces of protective equipment, uh, PPE, uh, really at the expense of the world before they informed the rest of the world the, the, the depth of their COVID-19 challenge. Sam's most recent story on global news is Chinese Canadians suffering in silence as China's united front reaches into Canada. Sam Cooper joins us, national online journalist investigative for global news. Sam, thank you for coming on. And, uh, I'm such a huge fan of your work. You know that Thanks already. Thank you so much, Roy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Your expose of China acquiring and hoarding the 2.5 billion pieces of PPE, even before the pandemic was declared by the World Health Organization, created a, a major stir, and it's still talked about uh, on a daily basis. And so this week you follow up with the story, Chinese Canadians suffering in silence as China's united front reaches into Canada, and you write about Anastasia Lin. What's happening, Sam? How is China reaching into Canada? And, uh, and Beijing can't be happy with Ms. Lin. Uh, I don't think they're happy with Ms. Lin at all. I don't think they're happy with uh, our reports. And this this report about Anastasia Lin was an important part, really, of the reporting on the United Front and the mask operation, because uh, all Canadians need to know that, according to Ms. Lin and many others, most Chinese Canadians are very resistant to these incursions by Beijing's United Front. But there's a there's a fear to speaking out. And Ms. Lin is a, an extremely eloquent young speaker, and I believe it looks like she's a problem for Beijing because she's not only eloquent, she's won a beauty contest, and uh, she's so eloquent that when she tried to go to China to compete for uh, her title after winning Miss World Canada, her visa was denied, and that's because she was speaking out about human rights. And... Uh, she she learned that uh, her father had been visited by national security agents in China and warned that if Ms. Lin didn't, you know, uh, rein in her talk, that the family in China would be persecuted uh, as, as, as many families were in the Cultural Revolution. So really the, the nutshell of the story is that Ms. Lin said that most Chinese Canadians want support from Canada's government. They want recognition from all Canadians that these extremely harmful networks from the Communist Party are active in Canada and they're doing something extremely wrong. That is asserting that anyone of Chinese heritage, whether you left, your family left China decades ago, you still owe your allegiance to Beijing based on, based on nothing more than your Chinese blood. And that's Ron, uh, the people I spoke to said that in itself is a racist policy. It's ethno-nationalism. And the the Chinese Canadian community wants that to stop in Canada. They feel pressure. They feel they're under attack. They don't want these influence operations, strategic targeting of Canadian resources. 
And they, they, they say they're starting to feel the courage to speak up, especially if other Canadians speak up with them. And China, not at all shy about exerting its, uh, its, its influence on its power and its, its threat potential in this country and, and internationally, right across the board. Absolutely. That's the extremely interesting thing about uh, China's intelligence services and United Front Networks. It, it starts as a, a defensive national security policy. But if you're a, a, a so-called diaspora resident in another country and you travel to your hometown in China, you could very easily be detained at an airport and uh, face some questions about your activities outside of China. If you're, again, outside, uh, say, living in Canada, Vancouver, Toronto, Scarborough, and you start to do things that China feels are, are making it look bad, to put it simply, you could, you could be contacted in Canada and warned that your family is in danger if you keep speaking up. So absolutely, China is not just defending its own uh, borders and executing human rights violations, according to the Chinese Canadians I talked to, in their own country, they've moved beyond their borders to pursue the policy in diaspora communities. And Ms. Lin is not the only one saying her family has been threatened. I've talked to a number of people, and uh, we saw last summer when Hong Kong protests really started to kick off, there, were, there was activity very concerning in Vancouver where similar actors, the same actors in the PPE operation, were involved in surrounding a church of uh, Hong Kong Christians that were praying. That, for me, was an incident that, uh, that, that took the alarm to a new level. Yeah, and, and um, Ms. Lin is getting a lot of support, is she not, from the Chinese-Canadian community as this pandemic unfolds? And if I could just add to that, internally in China, I heard that there were some 180 million, approximately, individual online social media criticisms of the Xi government uh, before they closed down, before they clamped down and shut down those uh, social media sites. So, But she's getting support from within the Canadian-Chinese community, right? That's right. The real point of uh, the, the story about Ms. Lin was that she did uh, what was seen as an extremely important speech at Oxford in February, right in the middle of uh, what is now seen as the cover-up. And she really slammed uh, the Chinese Communist Party's in, in all ways, not, not only for the, the, the so-called cover-up of the pandemic, for injuring the world's health due to the suppression of information. She was talking about uh, Beijing's uh, stealing of intellectual property, uh, many things such as human rights abuses. She really took it to them. And she says that she had been saying these kind of messages for years, but uh, she was attacked online. After this speech, she got something like 25,000 new Instagram followers. The speech was seen about 600,000 times on YouTube, and most of the comments were positive. And that really struck me. This was a personal story. One person, and she's becoming quite an influential person, but she had felt suppressed and attacked before. She, she now felt supported by voices within the community that are starting to speak up. And believe me, since I've done a story, I can read some of those people that have followed the comments uh, and they are they're congratulating her for speaking up and they're asking for the Canadian media to do more of these stories as well.
Well, yeah, and, and you're really the, the leader in, in, in getting these stories out, Sam, and making making us understand and clearly illustrating for us through your journalism and your investigative skills, making us understand what exactly is being done by the Chinese government, by the Xi government out of Beijing, reaching its tentacles into this country and and other countries internationally. What kind of response? I should ask you, have you had any negative response from uh, from China? Have you been led to understand they're not happy with you either? Well, it's quite interesting, uh, as as you can probably imagine, being so perceptive when you write about uh, an espionage and influence network, you might um, you might expect some response. And uh, I, I I have seen indications. I can tell you this because of my many sources in the Mandarin speaking community of what looks like some some very uh, bothered, angry, and orchestrated responses from the people that were exposed in this story. This is just my view. It's emerging, but uh, evidence is coming in that some people are very angry. And uh, look, we stand by the story because it's so important, Chinese Canadians tell us, for Canada's democracy. It is important. It's important for our country. It's important for the fundamentals of our democracy. It's important for the human rights aspect of life in Canada. It's important to the cornerstones of our democratic way of life. And Sam, it's uh, also interesting, and I think it's appropriate for for the for the uh, ambassador, the Canadian ambassador to China, to be um, you know finally uh, speaking up and out. And uh, Mr. Trudeau as well. They've been slow to to do that, and uh, that's more of an editorial comment on on my part, but. We should have been doing this sort of thing much sooner. Sam, thank you so much again for what you do and keeping us up to date. And if anybody wants to argue about what media are doing and whether media are doing their investigative journalistic best, I refer you to at Scooper Cooper. There's your answer. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Mike. All the best to you. Sam Cooper, Global News, one of the very best investigative journalists. Really, he's excellent, outstanding. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.